Corley. Welcome to VCTV. You are the very first guest, my boy Jarrell Corley. I come to understand that you are representing the independent movement. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and about the movement? My name is Jarrell Corley. I was born and raised on Chicago's South Side, Hyde Park area. Uh, I went to Syracuse University and I studied history and economics. I was moved around a lot. I was always interested in politics from a very young age. And in my younger years, in my youth, I volunteered for a number of different organizations, did some canvassing, got some signatures for different candidates that worked in my neighborhood. I also worked on the medical marijuana movement when I lived in Florida. I also did some work with Greenpeace. I worked on Barack Obama's re-election campaign also when I lived in Florida. The reason I joined the independent voters movement is because a lot of the organizations I just did not feel really were in tune with what was inside of me. Okay. Uh, for the most part, I worked with a lot of democratic organizations because, you know, as we all know, as black people, nine times out of ten, we associate ourselves with the Democratic Party for one reason or another. And I was looking to get involved with something more meaningful. And that's when I stumbled across the independent voters movement. They seem to be fighting for actual change, not the facade of change. Okay. Uh, for those of us who don't know, could you explain what exactly the independent movement is? The independent voters movement is currently fighting to change the way we hold elections in the United States. As it stands now, we have a two-party system. And most of you guys know that our elections are split up into two uh, elections. You have the primary election and you have the general election. More times than not, 90% of the time, the actual election is determined in the primary election because that's where the candidates from both parties are narrowed down. And so if you're not a part of the Democratic or Republican Party, you're not allowed to vote in the primaries, which ultimately determine the two candidates who will make it to the general election. So we want to change that process. We believe that since all elections, including the primaries, are taxpayer-funded, there should be no limitations on who and who cannot vote. We also believe that you should not have to join a political party in order to exercise your constitutional right to vote. And we think that everyone should be able to vote regardless of their party affiliation. Has there been any other parties that have won like major elections besides the Democratic and Republican? As far as presidential elections are concerned, no. We do have a few independent people who are in Congress. Right now I'm looking on the congress.gov website. And the most recent is Representative Justin Amash from Michigan, District 3. He served in the House from 2011 to the present. You have Senator Dean M. Barkley. He was an independent from 2002 to 2003. Senator Harry F. Byrd. He was an independent senator from 1965-1983. And you have a bunch of others. But if you're interested, you can always go to Congress.gov and research these things. Just uh, Google you know, independent members of Congress, and they'll talk about a list. So Senator Bernie Sanders, he was formerly an independent. He was an independent member of the Senate representing Vermont from 1991 to 2007. In 2007, Bernie Sanders changed his status from independent to Democrat. Do you know why? I heard it was because of, like, funding. And, exactly. And, he, like, mm -hmm. the Democrats a bigger party. And he kind of like sold out in a sense. Yeah, like sacrificed himself to, to get his message out. To try to win, pretty much. That makes sense. So basically, uh, when you have the backing of one of the two major parties, it's a lot easier right. for you to run for different offices, particularly president. There's a lot less barriers to entry. You have less signatures to to, uh, to get signed, to get on the ballot. You, know, you have access to much more resources. You got access, for instance, 
you got access to the party's funds now. Okay. And you also have uh, access to the mega donors who are loyal to one or two major parties because they're looking for that consistency. They know, hey, look, if you're an independent, you got like a slim shot of winning. But if you're with the Democrats or Republicans, your livelihood goes up because they have a much more of a foundation in place right. for you to run a campaign that will likely win versus if you were running an independent uh, campaign that was working outside the two major party system. Okay. So that right there just goes to show you how the two parties control things. Right. Because You know, it's crazy. It didn't really dawn on me until you said it. The movement is fighting for people's pretty much right for options. You know, right to, you know, right to choose and not be so closed in to just one single party. I didn't realize that, you know, when you're voting for the primaries and you lock in for Democrat that you have to choose Democrat or you just don't choose anything at all. Right. It's I see. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just, I, it, it never even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. So, and it doesn't cross a lot of people's mind. And when you talk to people about this issue, they think that this is actually much more fair. And it's great the way you just categorize that. That's exactly, you exactly hit the nail on the head. Because what if somebody changed their mind? <laughs> like, what if somebody like has an epiphany and now they want to say, fuck Democrats, I want to go to Republicans. Now they gotta change their whole party. But can they change it at the at the time of the of the election? Like, yes, like, they, when, the, yes, they, like when they're in the booth and it's time for no. no. See, that's that that's no, that's the crazy thing. Yeah, they have to actually go through the entire process of going to the state election, state elector's office, and changing their party, which can take a little bit of time. Yeah, people aren't doing that. People aren't doing that. People are not. People would that. just rather just not vote and then wait for the general election to vote. But by that time. All your choices right. have been washed away. Exactly. So that was a great way to to, uh, to characterize that. I'm glad you caught on. You know, good stuff, good stuff. Right. The YouTube channel. Okay. The Real Jarrell Corley, you know, the independent free the voters. Tell us a little bit about how you got started and what do you plan to achieve? What do you want people to take away from your videos when they watch them? For some time now, I've wanted to start a YouTube channel, but I never really knew what I wanted to do it on. And a part of me was also afraid of not being consistent, not following through with this. That's why I took me so long to do it. And so at the beginning of the year... Was a part of you afraid because you're in the Army? No, that had nothing to do with that. Okay. At least not starting a YouTube channel. Maybe the particular subject of choice, yes. Okay. But uh, we'll get to that another, another time. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll dive deeper later on. Okay. Um, so at the beginning of this year, I was listening to a conference call hosted by... Jackie Saylor, president of independentvoting.org, and she was just talking about where the movement currently stands and just where the country stands as far as politics goes and things of that nature. And whenever I listen to these conference calls, they're always very inspirational. And when I leave the conference calls, I'm always wanting to do something more, you know, for the movement. And so I was telling myself, like, man, I've been wanting to start a YouTube channel. I was like, you know what? The time is now. What am I going to start it on? A part of me was hesitant to start it on the independent movement because of my affiliation you know, with the military. Uh, but I told myself that I'm just talking about an issue. Right, freedom of speech. Yeah, I'm not necessarily giving my opinion on members of the government that have been elected, particularly the president. I hold the utmost respect for the president. I don't care who it is. I don't take that lightly. You know, I'm a patriot. And so when I was deciding what I wanted to do my YouTube channel on, the reason why I chose to do it on the independent voters movement is because I felt like this is probably something, one, that I'm passionate about. Two, it's probably something that I'm going to be talking about for years to come. If you want to build a brand, the most important thing is consistency. 
So I figured that I'll probably always have an interest in this topic. So I'll talk about that. When people are watching my videos, I basically want them to be educated on the voting system in our country. I want them to know that there's an illusion of choice and that we really don't have choice. And I want them to know that there's a better way. And I want them to know that you know we live in the greatest country in the world and that it's the freest country in the world and that considering that there should be less barriers to voting. Hey, we say we live in a democracy. Hey, let, let the democracy speak. You know, let the people talk. Let the people have a choice. Let, let the people control the process, not the parties. I want them to know that the parties are in control, not the people. You know, it's the people's show, and that's the way it should be. What do you say to people who say there shouldn't be an independent party, there shouldn't be an independent movement, because, because the independents aren't going to win anyway? It's all about Democrats and Republicans. What I will say is that any change that occurs in society happen from common citizens. So it's not about whether you have a chance or not. It's about the opportunity. Huh? It's about the it's about you making the opportunity to get out there and having your voice heard. You know, people say the same things about Black Lives Matter. People probably say the same thing about Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement. You know, people say, probably say the same thing about a lot of things. You know, people probably say the same thing about the Founding Fathers when they try to find America. You know, so if there's something that you believe in, it's up to you to get out there and express yourself and make the opportunity for your voice to be heard. And more likely than not, you will find people that agree with you. You also will find people who disagree with you. But in my opinion, I think that this is the way. And I think that, and honestly, in my, with my interaction with people, most people agree with what I'm saying. Like they don't think that there should be. The first thing they say is, that, oh, that's the way it should be. Like you shouldn't have to join a party or you should be able to vote. Like, so I think that they have this philosophy ingrained in us about freedom and it's it's not right like why should i have to pay for something that i can't participate that's taxation without representation you know we're not for that okay going to your youtube channel um you know i've, I've, I've watched every video okay thank you thank you and um do you stay like solid and consistent on hitting the points of just the independent movements or do you venture off into into other subjects you mean like giving my opinion on like different current events and things of that nature? Yeah, or is it just strictly the independent movement? I think as of now, it's mainly been strictly about the independent voters movement. However, I do want to get into giving my opinion on different uh, happenings in the world right now. Now, giving your opinion comes with a certain backlash. It does, but hey, sometimes that backlash may give you the steam you need to push forward, you know? You know, like, do you feel like you're playing a dangerous game? You know, with you, you know, you know, soon to become a second, a second LT? Do you think that's going to, you know, harpen you or make you look uh, a certain way if, if uh, certain co-workers were to, you know, catch wind of your YouTube channel and, you know, see your views? How can I say this? Um... Those who made things work throughout history were never well behaved. Okay. That's what I'll say. I think that's important. I think that's an important question because in society, you know, as you grow older, you are forced to give up parts of yourself for the sake of fitting in. And I think oftentimes, times that we're living in with the coronavirus and this push to cover our mouths with these face masks is actually a very important metaphor for that phase that you go through in life where you have to put on a mask and hide a part of yourself in order to fit in. 
So I think oftentimes people go through our life wearing a mask because they are afraid that people will not accept them for who they truly are. So you don't really get authenticity. We live in a society where authenticity is not valued. The reason why we have a lot of the issues we have in society today is people are not being authentic. You don't know where people are coming from. So how can you conduct yourself truly in a manner? So yes, do I think people are going to probably think some type of way about my opinions on different things? Of course. You know, you always have people that disagree with you. You know, and am I, was a, is a part of me possibly afraid that people may hold back certain opportunities for me because of these views? That may, that may be the case too. But at the end of the day, I feel like my work ethic will speak above everything else. And hey, you ain't got to respect. You just got to accept. You just got to accept. <laughs> you know, so yes, it, is, it can be dangerous. You know, it can't because people can't hold things that you say against you. But I'm tired of walking around trying to contain who I am as a person, okay? Because I'm afraid that an opportunity may not be allotted to me, okay? If they can't accept me for who I am, if they want to hold me back from an opportunity, then hey, maybe that opportunity was not for me. You know, so I'm in a phase right now where I'm trying to not only be my authentic self, but I want to be true to myself. And I want to be able to express myself. And nothing should be able to stand in the way of me being able to express how I feel. You know, because at the end of the day, if you go throughout life selling an untrue version of yourself, and you end up not getting to where you want to get, hmm. are you really satisfied? I'd rather you, go. You sold out for nothing. Yeah, you sold out for nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I would rather be myself and not get what I want, okay? Okay. Than to be something I'm not or pretend to be something different than not get what I want. Uh, I have the utmost faith in my abilities to succeed in my mission. All right. Uh, with the Army and with my lifestyle outside the Army. And I also have the utmost faith. And my colleagues, that they will be professional and judge me by, you know, what they see me do in the workplace and not the beliefs that they see me holding outside of the workplace. Okay. I got a couple questions about um, a couple of political figures, a couple of candidates, and I want to get your, I want to get your POV on them. And, um, and just tell me what you think about them. Joe POV, Biden. personal vehicle? I'm driving something? Point of view. Right? Point of view. Point of view. I didn't think about it. I said, uh, wait. What is that? What does POV stand for? Personal owned vehicle? What does that mean? Uh, personal owned vehicle. Personal owned vehicle. Yeah. Oh, I got a Honda Accord, baby. You know, you know what they say about that, huh? Yeah, you ride some shit. Only you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, it's John, what? John Rick Ross, how's it go? Uh, Toast is the greatest. Rick Ross. Huh? The, biggest, the biggest boss. Huh? All right, Joe Biden. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you, uh, what do you think about him as a as a as a as a political figure and uh, as a potential presidential candidate? He's gonna lose, and this isn't really coming from my opinion. This is more so facts. Like this 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 is how I feel factually. One because he's been having a lot of stumbles on the campaign trail. Like he's been mumbling. He almost seems incoherent, like delusional, like he's suffering from sort of like dementia or some sort of disease like the things he's been saying is like outright ridiculous like he's not really speaking clearly he's having a bunch of uh, gaffes and his mental state doesn't seem to be all the way there furthermore he's establishment 
reaching a point now where people want someone that's real. They don't want an establishment politician in there. You know, Bernie Sanders is probably the best candidate to choose for that reason. But here we go again. What was Bernie's downfall? Bernie's downfall? Yeah, what was his downfall? Because this is what, his, his second time in the running? Yeah. But he just he just doesn't seem to right. either get the proper backing okay. or he just doesn't connect and he always end up you know, dropping out. I think the party, the Democratic Party, has some influence in this. I think people are putting more push behind Joe Biden than Bernie Sanders. And you have people that are loyal to the Democratic Party. And so they're going to go along with what the establishment wants. And the establishment obviously wants Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders may also be too left-leaning. You know, I think he's a little too progressive, especially as far as around economic issues. And he's very big on pushing more of a socialist agenda. And let's get this straight. Like, America's not always socialist, but a lot of our policies are socialist. You got to think about it. Like, we get taxed as individuals to put our money into a collective pool to not only take care of the government, but to also take care of other people in society. That's basically like the principle that socialism is based off of, except in socialist countries, there's much more government control over, you know, the economy, you know, versus capitalism, there's less control over the government economy. Right now, we have more, the government controls more aspects of the economy with, you know, different regulations and things and uh, things of that nature. So, um, our government is socialist to an extent, and Bernie Sanders, he wants to push more of that and I think that his idea people are just not ready for his ideas is he done for right now yes he might run again I mean he's run. running out of time he is he's like 80 years old right? exactly he's running out of time okay so uh, I don't think people are necessarily ready for him you know but Joe Biden is definitely going to lose because you got to remember if you look at the electoral college okay Donald Trump has to get less Less of the popular vote, so that means he has less people to reach out to, less people to even cater to to get their vote. So he's already got a leg up on Joe Biden, okay, because of how the electoral college works versus the population of things. Uh, Joe Biden, it's going to be a repeat of 2016 with Hillary Clinton. You know, the Democrats are going to try to do everything they got to do, and you know they are on their last leg to stand on. All right, so also with Joe Biden, I mean, it's going to be the same story with Hillary Clinton. They're going to be making the same... False promises that they're not going to be able to follow through on once they get into office. The same people who voted for Hillary for the most part are going to vote for Joe Biden. But I do think that some people are starting to wake up to the BS that the Democratic Party is pushing. They're starting to realize that, yo, like, this isn't it. Especially with the impeachment proceedings. Especially with the handling of the COVID-19 pandemic and the shutting down of the economies. And furthermore... I think some of the legislation that President Trump has passed that has positively affected the black community, I think you're going to see a shift uh, in the black vote from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party, or at least in this election, for President Trump. Now, it might not be big, but I think a lot more black conservatives are coming out and showing their true colors, showing that they are indeed conservative showing their support for the president. And that's going to ultimately hurt the Democrats they don't get their act together. Because at this point, they're not really selling the black community anything. They're just pandering. And I think people are realizing that. So they, they have a lot to lose if they don't you know, change their actions. And also at this point, the Democratic Party is being hijacked by the 
the, the, the ultra left that pushed this socialism agenda. A lot of people are not for that. Democratic and Republican. So I think he's going to lose. Okay. In your opinion, what does the black community have to do to get these politicians to take our issue seriously? Instead of just, you know, telling us what we want to hear and just banking that we're going to just give them the vote. You know, what do we have to say, do, you know, organize mm -hmm. in order for them to be like, okay, we're not going to get their vote unless we really attack their issues. I think one black people needs to question why they are Democrat, why they're loyal to the Democratic Party, and maybe they should. I'm not saying they should directly go to the Republican Party, but maybe be independent. Don't blindly vote for someone because they're Democrat. You know, vote for someone you believe in. Uh, furthermore, I don't think a politician can do anything to help you. I don't think a politician can do anything to change your life. I think it's up to you to change your life. Uh, I think that if the black community wants change that it has to come from within. You know, they have to work together to make their communities the way they want them to be. I don't think that's gonna come from any politician. That's a good point. Mm. Michael Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. Who is Michael Bloomberg, for those who don't know? Michael Bloomberg is a billionaire who made his money in the financial industry, particularly on Wall Street. He created a system that helped you learn about stocks throughout the day and he ended up selling that system that's how he made his money and he also has other investments he was also the mayor of new york city for a period of time he actually came to office because of a lot of the organizing that independence did to back him and furthermore i think he was the first mayor in new york to actually get three terms as a mayor like hey. New York only served two terms, similar to the president of the United States. So how the hell did he get three? Because he pushed for a referendum, and you know, and they changed the they changed the rules. Okay. So Michael Bloomberg, the the, the businessman, mm -hmm. obviously accomplished, obviously great. Yes. All right, and Michael Bloomberg, the politician. What's your stance on? I don't really know too much about Michael Bloomberg, the politician, to give. Uh, an educated opinion on that. I've heard mixed reviews about him as a politician in New York. I do know that I think he passed the soda tax to curtail, I guess, obesity and drinking soda. I wasn't necessarily for that. You know, I think these taxes are not ultimately about making positive change. I think they're just another way to generate revenue for the government under the guise of creating positive change. So I, that was absurd. But I've heard mixed reviews about his, about his policies as mayor of New York. So I don't really, so I'm not going to speak on that right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, going back to the independent movement, uh, we've discussed the problems that, that exist in that community. We've talked about the independent party. We've talked about the Democratic Party. we talked about your YouTube channel and the issues that it's addressing. Let's talk about solutions. You know, you're doing your part with the YouTube channel. You're doing your part with uh, spreading the, you know, spreading the word. But as a whole, what are some solutions to really make change and to really make this independent movement solidified and respected? I think and, right now, and ultimately force change. I think we have two hurdles. I think one, one is resources, and two is 
the mainstream media's neglect to actually do objective reporting and report on things that actually matter rather than using their platform as a, as a means to push propaganda. Also, I think that there are a lot of separate movements. I mean, take your pick, okay? A social injustice, civil rights, okay? Climate change, animal abuse. You, know, you, can, you can name different movements for days and still have more movements that have yet to be named. But I think that one thing that a lot of people who are fighting for change fail to realize is you that you won't get effective change unless you have an effective political system that is fair and open to allowing people to have choice. Now you have to nip the problem in the bud. So we have all these problems with society that we think we want to fix, that we think will make society better, but ultimately, how are you going to push those changes if you have politicians that are in cahoots with the special interest groups that want them to enact legislation that ultimately is going to serve you know their interest and not the interest of everyone else so it's kind of self-defeating so I think that the change will come about once you get rid of the corrupt political system that's set in place to make sure that certain people are elected to keep the interest of the people in power at hand. Once you change that and get it switched up, then politicians will have an incentive to do what's right by the people. Because at this point, it's like, if you're a politician, who's your master? You know, are the people your master? People that vote for you? Or are your special interest groups that's funneling money to your campaign that's going to help you get those votes your master? You know, so... Obviously, people say the votes, but it's like, if people don't know who you are, if you don't have the money to put yourself out there, how are people going to vote for you? <laughs> you know, so, so I think that's ultimately what the goal is. I think, you know, people need to realize that, hey, we need to change the way we elect officials if we want to change the way our government works. And if we want to change the policies that are going to affect the society we live in. Jarrell Corley. That's it, man. That's it. The Independent. Is there anything you want to plug? Hey, free the voters. <laughs>